Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam, and I'm your host, Tariq El Amin. For those of you who are new to Radio Islam, we welcome you. We're a live call in talk show broadcasting from Chicago on WCEB 1450 AM, and you can hear our live stream at www.wceb1450.com. Or listen to us on the TuneIn app at WCEV. Now, if you haven't already done so, keep up with us on social media by following and liking us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. Now, if you have a comment or question you'd like to pose throughout the course of tonight's show, we would love to hear from you at 312-750-1178. 312-750-1178. All right, Radio Islam family, we're working on expanding our programming. Uh, you know we're on for an hour each night, and as you also know, that hour goes by really, really fast. So a lot of what we're adding, uh, we're adding in podcast form, uh, like the health talk with Dr. Wahid, uh, where the doctor takes your questions and gives advice and explanations. So, excuse me, one second. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, getting a little choked up here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so during this podcast, this weekly uh, health talk with Dr. Wahid, uh, feel free to inbox us or you can contact us on social media. You can tweet us or you can send an email. Send an, send an email to uh, producer at radioislam.com. Uh, as producer at radioislam.com with any question uh, that you might have that you would like us to cover on that show. <clears throat> I appear to have a frog or something going on here. Uh, now, there's also the weekly happiness checkup with Dr. Zaid Abdul Karim, affectionately known as Dr. Z. Uh, if you recall, Dr. Z is the founder of Universal Self Leadership Institute. Uh, He has authored a number of books dealing with personal development, leadership, and most importantly, for our purposes, uh, specifically, happiness. Now, we check in with him once a week, and he offers ideas and exercises, right? Very important to be practical in how we look at things. Uh, He offers ideas and exercises to help those trying to find and maintain their focus and attitude. Uh, We've also added the jobs report, which... Um, which seems to have, um, I guess, hit a nerve, if you will, because uh, it seems as soon as that uh, is is uploaded, uh, I automatically see people looking. So that's just that's just a reflection of, you know, of the reality that people are looking for jobs or looking to improve their job uh, situation. So uh, we've added that report in partnership with the Chicago Urban League. We check in each week with employment specialist Miss Kimberly Pearson to get the rundown, if you will, on jobs and hiring events going on in Chicagoland. And last but not least, our latest edition is Building Faith, designed for the person who is uh, new to Islam or who has been a practice, practicing Muslim for years. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we have a different guest on each week. And we pose three questions or statements, and we ask for that guest to share their insights with us. So it's, it's pretty simple, cut and dry. And we hope, we hope that this will provide a sense of inspiration uh, for anybody, for everybody that, that listens to it. Uh, now, remember, all of these podcasts that I just mentioned, these are all about between eight to, in average, about 10 minutes long. So these are really short uh, and to the point. And you can listen to them, you know, at will. These are all available for download or to stream wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play. You can find them all at Radio Islam USA. Just look us up at Radio Islam USA and you'll find all these podcasts as well as our nightly uh, our nightly broadcasts or any special uh, extended interviews that we might have. Sometimes we may have someone in studio and our conversation may go beyond the six to seven, go beyond that hour that we have uh, that we have allocated that we're on the air, and that's where 
that podcast. That's where following us on SoundCloud or Google Play or iTunes really comes in. Uh, it comes in. Uh, it's, it's helpful because you're going to make sure that you're not missing any of these conversations that you that you enjoy. So, all that being said, Radio Islam family, we were fortunate to have Imam of the Atlanta Masjid of Al-Islam join us as the first guest on Building Faith. So, uh, Imam, yes, Imam uh, Suleiman Hamid, uh, and we had a, a great conversation. So, let's, let's take a listen. Suleiman Hamid. Uh, Imam Suleiman Hamid serves as the Imam of the Atlanta Masjid of Al-Islam, one of the largest Islamic centers in the Southeast, affiliated with the community of his late teacher, Imam Dibaluddin Muhammad. A student of religious studies, he has taught Arabic and Islamic sciences at the Muhammad Schools and Islamic Theology and Islamic Law for the Faith Institute in Atlanta. Hamed received his specialized training under the tutelage of the Grand Mufti, Sheikh Ahmed Koftaro of Damascus, Syria, at the prestigious Abu Nur University. Completing courses in jurisprudence, Arabic, prophetic traditions, and theology, his studies and teachings have afforded him travel opportunities to Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Lebanon, Jordan, and Senegal. Fluent in Arabic, he is currently the co-owner and operator of Professional Hajj and Umrah Guides, LLC, Hodge Pros, a religious-based travel agency specializing in the Hajj pilgrimage to Mecca, Saudi Arabia. Suleiman currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia with his wife and children. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Suleiman. Wa alaikum assalam, Imam. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, and this is a, a, a really special occasion in this being our first uh, episode of Building Faith. So um, as we kind of explained in the, in the intro, that this is something that's designed to be an inspiration uh, and, to, and to offer some insight uh, to a lot of the concerns, whether they are new Muslim or somebody who's been a Muslim uh, for many years may come across. So that being said, uh, as the title is Building Faith, uh, let, let's start there. What are, you, what are your thoughts on uh, what are the building blocks of faith? First, I want to say it's an honor uh, to be here with you uh, on the program today, particularly for the first of the year. Uh, we pray that Allah bless you uh, and all of your listeners, inshallah, uh, with this great endeavor. Uh, as far as the uh, building blocks of faith, uh, faith, we understand, is something that, or iman, if that's how we're defining it, that mm-hmm. really is your connection, your relationship between ourselves as servants and Allah, the one who we serve, the creator. So of the most primary uh, building blocks that one should have is proper regard for him. And, and we're intentionally not saying fear, as we know our teacher uh, gave us a greater insight of that word taqwa, of regardfulness, meaning you know the proper uh, position of their thing, like a child knows the position of their selves to the parent, the student to the teacher. Similarly, we have to have a proper regard for Allah. So of the first building blocks is having that consciousness, that regardfulness of him, and even wanting to build uh, that relationship with him uh, and, and, and understanding my place before my Lord. That's of the first uh, primary uh, building blocks. Okay. Uh, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, and how do we as individuals uh, and communities, how do, how do we build a strong fa- foundation of Iman, of faith? Well, building a strong foundation uh, really requires gaining the proper knowledge. And I don't want to just say that in like a generic way, I got to go to a class. But gaining the knowledge of Allah, you know, that he gives us in Quran that the Prophet, peace be upon him, gives us of him, and how to interact with him. You, you understand? So mm-hmm. in, in learning all of those, learning about him, and that increases my love for him, increases my awe for him, my desire to interact with him, and then uh, learning uh, all of the uh, mechanisms, that it, and, and that's not just prayer. Uh, one of those mechanisms is helping those uh, who are less fortunate than yourself, and even helping your family. Uh, we build that by understanding that, that these actions are intentional 
and with the purpose of increasing my relationship with Allah, increasing my relationship with God, the Creator, uh, and 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 that uh, helps me uh, reinforce and establish that that relationship. Yes, yes. Now I know that, uh, in particular, for people who have just um, who have just embraced um, Islam, that uh, quite often there can be there can be confusion as to uh, the appearance or the the, the trappings of, of, of wardrobe or, or, or garb or uh, how how a person wears a beard or, or, or hijab, uh, they those things are equated with faith. So what I have yeah. for you now is not so much a, a question, but just to hear your hear your insights on the outward appearance of faith. How should how do you what do you suggest for people to pay attention to uh, when, when they when they look at this? That, that's an excellent question. That's a beautiful question. Uh, because oftentimes, you know, that be all that the people got is an outward appearance of something mm-hmm. and be totally hollow uh, on the inside, you know. <laughs> and, and our prophet, peace be upon him, on many occasions, he would tell his companions, Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings so be upon him, would tell his mm-hmm. companions, people around him, that the one who's most complete in faith is this person. The person who's most complete in faith is this person. And one of those descriptions was the one who's best to their wife, the one who's best to their family, the one who is uh, who, who cares for their brother like they care for themselves. So these are outward. These are external uh, appearances. So clothes and all of that stuff, you know, uh, when we return to God, when we return to Allah, uh, it, it ain't no... Dress code, you understand? Excuse my <laughs> vernacular meaning. The person with a Super 150 on or the person with a thobe on gets a fast track into heaven, you understand? Uh, right. So the, the outward appearance of faith uh, is kindness. The outward mm. appearance is love. The outward appearance is charity. The outward appearance is, is, is trust, is honesty. These uh, human characteristics, really, but they are, are are a result of a person developing their relationship with a God in, in a way that it, it begins to show uh, in their actions. So beards, clothes, all that stuff—that's good. You, you understand? In but but I would not um, personally, in, in in my limited knowledge, I wouldn't put those things on par with with some of those other characteristics like honesty and charity and love and those things uh that that i mentioned mm. i hope that was kind of what you were asking oh alhamdulillah and, and so much more um uh and what i what i took away from that uh just the wonderful reminder of uh, of being a person of principle, these principles of, of charity, love, uh, th- that these are the things that that distinguish us. So uh, I thank you. I thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us. And I pray that those who are listening uh, will benefit from what they've heard uh, and act on it. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. And Imam, it's, it's a pleasure for me being here with you. And we pray that Allah bless you with, with more prosperity and success with everything that you do, inshallah. And upon you as well, inshallah. Uh, beloved uh, Radio Islam family, we've been talking with Imam Suleiman Hamid. Uh, he is the Imam of the Atlanta Masjid of Islam. All right. Yeah, so that that is our Building Faith podcast. That was the first uh, episode. And we will be, uh, as I said earlier, we'll be talking with new guests each and every week and looking to to draw some inspiration and some insight uh, from the thoughts uh, that they share based on those few questions. So right now, Radio Islam family, we're going to take a short break, but we will be back in just a few. As a matter of fact, we're going to get into that uh, jobs report with the Chicago Urban League when we come back. below, traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. 
A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, one in 88. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hola, my name is Esperanza. After a tragic incident, I was forced from a life of riches in Mexico to a life of poverty in the United States. My mother has become ill and we have become separated from our family. Now I must work for both of us to try to bring the rest of our family together. My name is Esperanza and I am trying to survive. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Esperanza Rising by Pam Muñoz Ryan. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen. You are listening to us live on WCEV 1450 AM, and we are streaming at www.wcev1450.com. Uh, remember, folks, if you haven't already done so, follow, like, keep up with us on social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're all at the same username. That is at Radio Islam USA at Radio Islam USA. If you'd like to give us a call, please do so at 312-750-1178. 312-750-1178. All right. Um, we are nice uh, and warm at our place of employment. Um, but we know that there are folks out there right now who are looking for work, uh, who are looking to, uh, maybe they have jobs, but they're looking to improve their employment situation they're looking for resources they're looking for for opportunity um if you're keeping up with the stats the reported rate for u.s unemployment is 4.1 percent right now that's 4.1 now it's a bit higher almost by a full as a matter of fact i think a little bit over a full percentage point uh the unemployment rate in chicago uh it sits i think at 5.4 or something along that line um, uh, all that to say, we are happy to be able to uh, to offer a new segment, uh, which I mentioned earlier, the job support by partnering with the Chicago Urban League, which has a stellar track record in placing people that are looking for work uh, into the workforce. So we had the benefit earlier on of talking with uh, employment specialist Miss Kimberly Pearson about uh, what jobs are available and we want to go ahead and let you take a listen and if there is uh, an opportunity for you to share this make sure you share that with somebody because it is on podcast on Radio Islam wherever you get your podcast so let's take a listen uh, employment specialist extraordinaire alright hello Kim hi thank you for joining us uh, we are excited to hear what is going on over at the Chicago Urban League. What do you have for this uh, half for us this week? Absolutely. Good afternoon, everyone. 
Um, so I'm going to start off with a few leads, and then I'm going to talk about some really great events that we have coming up here at the league and uh, just over the next couple weeks. And so for individuals who are interested in getting in the legal field or that's already in the legal field but still looking for correct uh for actual good opportunities and good matching beacon hill staffing will be having a paralegal legal assistant job there and that's going to be friday february 2nd from 11 until 2 p.m and this is going to be at 200 west madison street suite 1100 so that's the 11th floor conference room for people who are interested in RSVPing, uh, please do so with Pete Kelly at BeaconHillStaffing.com by January 31st. And then, Freak, you know at the end I'm going to send all of this your way so that you can share it with all of your listeners. Absolutely. Next up, I have Sarah's in. They're currently seeking a full-time counseling program supervisor to join their team. Salary ranges from 40 to 42 per year. And the main goal or function in this position is to provide counseling, advocacy, and direct service to victims of domestic violence and their families. Um, it is a minimum requirement of three years of work experience in counseling and advocacy services, and you must have a valid driver's license. If you're interested in applying, you can do so by submitting your cover letter and resume along with salary history to employment at Sarah's in I'm sorry, employment at Sarah's And then the lastly, if Big Shoulders Fund is looking to fill a volunteer manager's position, salary ranges between 40 and 55k a year. And the volunteer manager is new. Uh, it's a newly created position at Big Shoulders Funds. This is one of uh, a nice size organization here in the city of Chicago, and this position will supervise volunteers and provide direction, coordination, and consultation for all of their volunteer functions. And to apply or get more information for this position, you can do so by submitting your cover letter and resume to humanresources at bigshoulderspawn.org. And so I have that's that's all I have for leads this week. Of course, we have plenty more. And for individuals that's interested in getting more job opportunities from us, uh, that's just a few for the in the interest of time. I just find a few fun ones to discuss when we're on air. But I want everyone to know that the Chicago Urban League is really dedicated to empowering our communities to get back into the workforce and lucrative full-time positions. And we have positions that run the gamut from part-time to full-time um, with really great employers. And I just want people to understand that they can always come here. We are open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We're on the third floor, and we are at 4510 South Michigan. And with that, I want to talk about some of our upcoming events. We have some really, really big ones that I'm very excited to talk about. I think I've mentioned a couple of them um, before. And so the first is on Tuesday, January 30th, Brookfield Zoo will be here. And every role and responsibility that's needed to run a small town is also needed to run a zoo. So Brookfield Zoo will be here on January 30th this, uh, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. because we really want to capture students as well as adults that are seeking employment. Their positions right now, they have a human resources manager's position open. Uh, of course, they always have cash associates and food service worker positions available. So something for everybody. And now if you come in that day, you can stop in and listen to their presentation and see how your skill set can match up with working for that organization. The very next day, on January 31st, the Hilton Family Brands, uh, one of our new partners, will be here on site. And they're looking to really increase and diversify their workforce. And we're partnered with six hotels that's inside the Hilton Family Brands here in Chicago. And they're looking to fill everything from entry level to senior management positions. Definitely bring your resume because their recruiters will be on site and will be willing to sit down and talk with you about some of their positions and skills that you might have that kind of li aligns with what they currently have open. And last but certainly not least, 
On Tuesday, February 6th, we will be having a free workshop here with the state of Illinois. Um, this is a workshop that does not happen often, especially here in Chicago. There's only two, I think, occurring, and it's usually once every other year. And Chicago Urban League has been fortunate enough to be blessed to get uh, this workshop, and it's going to be on Tuesday, February 6th, and it's how to apply for jobs with the state. And we're going to be offering two different sessions, um, one at 10 a.m. and then one at 6 p.m., because we want people who are already employed as well as people who are not to be able to come out and participate in this event. For all of the events that I just mentioned, you can give us a call and also shoot us an email. Um, all of that information will be on the flyer, but I will give the email address over the phone. It's WFD Events with an S at thechicagourbanleague.org. And then our phone number is 773-624-8828. And all of those details I can shoot your way. I'm excited about the events. I'm excited about continuing to help our people get back to work. Okay. Thank you very much, Kim. The uh, employment you. specialist extraordinaire, Chicago Urban League. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Uh, and, um, yeah, just keep just keep these. Uh, All right, Radio job. Slime family. Absolutely. That is a uh, that is that is what we're doing. That's the 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 service that we're providing. And we're hoping that it is that it is finding those people that need it. Uh, we would love to hear back. Uh, not not as a as a as a bragging uh, type of um uh, of a situation, but we just love to hear back from anybody who has been able to get this information uh, and has been able to find employment uh, or find better employment. So, uh, inshallah, with God's permission, that will that will be the case. And even if we don't hear from from anyone uh, in, in particular, we hope that uh, we hope that it is of benefit. And by the looks of the numbers. Uh, Obviously, it is filling a, a need. So anyway, right now, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk with, you know what? We're going to hold on. We're going to give you we're gonna give you a short break, a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to be joined by uh, the CLGC's uh, executive director, Gregory, Gregory Abdullah Mitchell. And we're going to talk a bit about the upcoming gubernatorial forum. So, uh yeah, just hang on a second. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Radio Islam. We have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to our world today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to MyPyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq El We are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM and streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. Remember, all of our episodes are available the following day, wherever you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, wherever. Just look for us at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. Right now, we are joined in studio by the CIOGC. Uh, if you don't know what CIOGC means, uh, that is the Council of Islamic Organizations of Greater Chicago. Uh, we are joined by the Executive Director, Gregory Abdullah Mitchell. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Tariq. How are you this evening? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I am good. Uh, and it is good that you are here because 
we hear a lot of talk about 2018, 2018 um, elections, right? Uh, well, we've been hearing it since 2017, right? Now 2018 is here. So we uh, see how GC has a gubernatorial uh, forum coming up. That's correct. And, and uh, come this Saturday, January 27th, uh, we're going to have a candidates forum uh, involving some of the gubernatorial candidates. Uh, Candidates for running for the governor of of state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, that forum will be held at uh, the Mecca Center. Uh, that's located in uh, Willowbrook, Illinois, and it, the 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 forum will run from 11 a.m. Uh, to 1 p.m. It's going to offer our community and then the community at large an opportunity, another opportunity to hear. With uh, the points of view of the candidates that appear there on the issues of concern to not only the Muslim community but the community, the Illinois uh, citizens at large. Right, right. Now, with this forum uh, coming up, well, first let me ask this: um, Who are some of the candidates that we can expect to see? And I know um, names are probably still coming in, but who well, do we have right the. Now? Um, Right. Uh, at present, we have received a commitment from Senator Daniel Biss, uh, from candidate uh, T.O. Hardiman, and candidate Chris Kennedy. Uh, each of those uh, are uh, Democratic contenders uh, for the uh, office of governor for the state of Illinois. Okay. Now, CIOGC is not is not taking a position to uh, to endorse a particular candidate, but is offering this opportunity for people to come out themselves and hear the candidates uh, for themselves. That, that most definitely. This is intended this to be a uh, format, to be nonpartisan. We are not here to endorse. We are here to provide to the community the opportunity to be informed, not to rely on uh, talking heads to tell you what a, co- a candidate believes, but for you to hear firsthand yourself what their views are on issues of concern to to all of us that live in Illinois. Okay. Now, I think a relevant question would be uh the format of the of the uh forum. Uh how how is it structured? How will people be able to uh, to have questions uh asked? Uh, how how does that work out? Well, the the format uh, is let me share you the format. Okay. The format will be um, after an introduction uh, of the of the of the, uh, the program to the audience. There will be uh, each of the candidates will have an opportunity to make a short presentation <clears throat> about themselves and an uh, over summary or overview of their platform uh, for leadership as governor for the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we will transcend to a, a ser- asking the, each of the candidates a series of questions. Each be posed the same question and an opportunity to hear their response. Um, and that, and, and by and large, will be the the, the structure of the uh, the, the forum. Now, we w- there will be a limited opportunity for some questions um, from the audience, but those will once again be pre-screened because. We want to make sure this is not – we're not interested in uh, providing an opportunity for someone just to pontificate or say what their views. We want to hear what the candidates have to, uh, have to say on the issues that affect us uh, in Illinois. And all the questions will be designed to elicit their responses relative to issues such as uh, gun violence, um, uh, issues about health care, um, Education, education, mm-hmm. employment opportunities, and uh, the the overall fiscal health of our state. These are important questions, regardless of our our background, regardless of our religion. That all of us as citizens of Illinois need answers from the candidates, so that we can make an intelligent decision when we enter the the, the voting booth on March twentieth. Absolutely, and I'll say this: that one of the things that uh, that we have a responsibility to do. Uh, as an electorate, is to acquaint uh, is to acquaint ourselves with the issues, uh, and uh, I'm just looking right now. So, Red Islam family, uh, the wonderful thing about Google is that <laughs> is that uh, is that it's there. Number one, uh, but looking at 
one of the issues that we're, that we're talking about now is health care. Uh, that's a, a major concern uh, on the, the state as well as the national, uh, the national uh, um, uh, platform. So I'll be interested uh, to see what everybody's position is on that. Right now we're spending 35% of our uh, total uh, spending within the state is allocated towards health care, uh, whereas 13% goes towards education. So I don't know, I don't know who is going to who is for what, but I'm going to be really uh, listening very, uh, <laughs> very seriously to see who is talking about education, who's talking about health care. Well, clearly, those are two important, critical issues facing us here uh, as citizens in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. If we do not have a sound education system to cultivate our own competent uh, workers and entrepreneurs, then uh, overall our economy suffers. We're, the, some of the, the industries that have served this country well in the past to build itself up are no longer centered in the United States. A lot of things are, as we're moving more to a service-oriented uh, uh, economy, as we're dealing more in uh, the digital and, uh, let's say, IT end of the, uh, the spectrum, we must cultivate and develop our, our young people to begin to assume uh, positions in those areas so that we that will ensure our fiscal health as a state. Mm-hmm. And additionally, uh, you know, uh, being one of them myself, a, a baby boomer, as you you get older, you, the body doesn't work <laughs> as good as it used to. Yeah. Healthcare is critical to a, a large segment of the uh, population here in Illinois, and that it is critical to hear what each of the candidates have to say, how they intend to address uh, healthcare and the cost associated with healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we've witnessed a, a and increase in premiums and each party blaming the other for for those increases what we hope to do here is from uh, pointed questions to solicit fact-based answers and responses from the candidates so we as an electorate can be better informed when we exercise our our right to vote yeah absolutely absolutely and this is the this is the first gubernatorial forum uh, that CLGC is, is having. Well, I'm going to you, not only is it the first one being sponsored by the Council of Islamic Organizations, but mm-hmm. it's probably, to the best of our knowledge, one of the first being ever held in the state at all, sponsored by Muslims, and maybe even across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it It is very significant when we have an opportunity to hear from those who will be installed in the highest executive office in the state of Illinois. We've seen uh, over the recent uh, recent years what the the power and uh, role that a governor will play or not play, depending on how one sees it. And those are important issues. We want someone that's going to address these problems. Mm-hmm. And hopefully with what the information that we hear come Saturday morning will facilitate an understanding of the problem, how the candidates see the problem, and help each of us come to a conclusion how we should vote on March 20th. Right, right. Uh, let me sideline for, for a moment and ask, uh, what is your, your general uh, feeling or, or thoughts on the number of Muslims that are now throwing their hats into the, uh, you know, into in, into the ring, uh, seeking public office. Um, is is this the byproduct of of a Trump administration uh, solely, or do you think this this was it was inevitable? This this amount of uh, engagement that we're, we're seeing right now. I'm I'm of the opinion that this was uh, an inevitable. Uh, happening in the, in the in the Muslim community and if nothing else the elections and the the uh, rhetoric leading up to the elections of 2016 more acted as a catalyst to bring 
and engage, uh, cause more Muslims to engage. And um, I think it's also significant, and one of the roles that we would hope that uh, will come out of this is to provide the community at large um, an increased awareness, particularly of the candidates, of the significance of the Muslim community to the uh, state of Illinois, not only in terms of the diversity that exists within our community, but the breadth. I mean, we have, we have there are Muslims throughout the st- state of Illinois, from Chicago down uh, down to Rockford. I mean, over to Rockford, down to Springfield. We we do represent a significant portion of the electric in the state of Illinois. Yeah, and we also have a a a, a broad scope of expertise and knowledge that these individual that the Muslim community brings. Uh, even when you look at some of the candidates that uh, who are Muslim and running for office, mm-hmm. some statewide, some local, some county, you have individuals that that are um, young, expiring candidates, a little fresh out of high school, right. to those that uh, have uh, doctors, doctorates, and advanced degrees. And trying to bring that knowledge and expertise to bring that knowledge and expertise to, to the problems that we face here in Illinois. Seeking solutions of uh, diversity in the voices that are heard as well as new solutions to the problems that continue to plague us as here in the state of Illinois. Absolutely. Raider Islam family, if you would like to – well, I'm going to – I'm going to – Put it this way. If you plan to be in attendance at the uh, gubernatorial forum this Saturday, but you're worried that the question that you have may not uh, you may not have a chance to ask it. Why don't you call in and tell us what your question is? Uh, It might be a question that's already been (laughs) pre-screened. You never know. Give us a call at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. I'm going to go back and say some of the things that I'm going to be looking for. I mentioned already health care, and I mentioned um, education. Education. But in addition to that, in addition to that, when we talk about uh, the the correlation between unemployment and and welfare, right, when welfare welfare covers quite a bit, um, is what is going to be the – this incoming governor, what's going to be their uh, administration's stance on, uh, on, on, uh, on, on assisting small business development? Uh, the city of Chicago's unemployment rate right now is 5.4%. The national is 4.1%. Right? So we've got, a higher, uh, we've got a higher unemployment rate within the city uh, in comparison to that across the, across the country. And a big part, a big driver that they're pushing at, a big driver of the economy is small businesses. So how how are the uh, how are these candidates looking at the creation or support of small businesses, especially within the inner city, um, and changing this paradigm of of just welfare, but maybe into investment? Um, so that's going to be one of one of my also one of the things that I'm looking at. So let's 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 sneak that into the uh, into the uh, pre-screened. <laughs> well, clearly that, that that the objective is is to get input, and then and trying to have an opportunity to synthesize these questions uh, within the time frame we got yeah. to, to get get the views of the candidates. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have a call. Welcome to Radio Slime. This is Tariq. Like um, like I'm not sure if I'll be able to uh, attend this Saturday. But I did have a, a couple of questions. I'm a teacher, and I have questions about uh, the pension funding. And, of course, you mentioned uh, education in school, but the funding formula in school funding. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my two big questions that I have, again. Uh, so the pension funding and uh, the school funding. Okay, pension I funding think. and school funding. Those are two of the questions that um – uh, that are asked, and you said you're in education. You, you're you're teaching. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. that is interesting. Uh, so we've just relayed that um, 
Uh, Abdullah doesn't have one uh, his headphones right now, but I just repeated it as one of those questions. Uh, and once again, looking back at uh, looking at the current spending, the pension, uh, in particular, is nineteen percent of state uh, of state spending uh, mm-hmm. right now. So that's going to cover uh, our, our firemen, police, teachers, um, and in any of those other other civil servants. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. um, so your question is: is how are they how are they going to approach this? Because that's been a big that's been a big uh, issue as oh, far yeah. as yeah more pay in more uh, t- teachers having to pay in more uh, for their benefits. Exactly. Yeah. And then many of those, um, most teachers I know who have, uh, you know, Social Security, who knows, that's definitely, that's probably not going to be there. Uh, anyway, but teachers, you know, we don't pay into that unless you have a, a second job. Uh, and if you're not doing something on your own, you know, that pension is just not, it's not enough. So um, that is a big concern of mine. Well, let me so. also ask you uh, quickly, is there, uh, how is health care impacted uh, for retiring teachers? Oh, that is another uh, concern. Um, teachers do end up having to uh, get Medicare, but if you retire early, you have there's a gap between. Uh, there's like, for example, if I retire early, I'll have five years where I'm having to pay a ridiculous amount of money for my own insurance until I qualify mm. for uh, Medicare. So you know, health care and health coverage. That's also another concern, especially for uh, t- retired teachers. Uh, it is, um, and those who are at the point where they're retiring before their uh, coverage kicks in, before Medicare kicks in. So those are all, those are all big concerns. So. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the right. call. Thank you. Thank you. So, well, I, I I believe the sisters' uh, concerns are are, are right on point, mm-hmm. and I would take it one step further because it's not 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 only this the, the this five year gap that she referenced, but she would experience she retired early. The problem is once you do retire, you do qualify for Medicaid or Medicare rather. What's what are the premiums going to be like? Um, it. Everything it it's going up, and and every there's a uh, tendency to blame the legislation that's been in in that was in in terms of Obamacare. The reality of it is is that as, as citizens, we need affordable coverage, uh, health care coverage, and that coverage must be meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be something when they rely strictly on what I would consider, and it's a citizen speaking right. um on merely on the 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 market to provide meaningful health coverage because you can have a situation the premium may be lower but if it doesn't provide you with the care the care that you need you're going to not only exhaust that coverage but then you're going to exhaust your resources to try to make up after that coverage is exceeded that's not a situation that uh, someone as they're approaching in their senior years are not don't have the same work capacity as they did before right. to see what they had set aside for to for retirement to be all uh, uh, evaporated or, or devoured by health care cost. Mm-hmm. This is a critical issue that that is facing, particularly with the, a significant portion of our population aging yes yes and and what i think what i think this says is that uh the concerns that were spre- expressed by the caller uh i'm sure are mirrored by many by many of, of our colleagues by many people who um uh there are many people in the same the same position but what this says to us is that it's very important for us to uh to for us to to make sure that we know what the numbers are uh and and make a make a demand, make a demand as citizens that healthcare, healthcare, uh, our pensions, um, uh, employment. These are things that have to be addressed by people that are going to, um, that are that are looking, that are aspiring to lead. There's there's no question, uh, there's no question about that. And and 
if we are uh, if these issues are not addressed and even taking a look at the other end of the, the spectrum where uh, young people start uh, uh, younger Americans uh, younger citizens of Illinois are starting their work careers and having to forego health coverage mm-hmm. where employers are, are are not in the financial position to absorb the high cost of health care, uh, health care coverage. There has to be a, a global answer to this that has to be fashioned between not only uh, our our legislators but uh, but the business sector because it it, it uh, it's a problem that just has to be addressed right? yeah. without going any further than that. Yes. Well, the important thing is that uh, that is that there is a candidates forum this Saturday 11 a.m. at the Mecca Center in Willowbrook. Uh, did I say 11 a.m. already? You said 11 a.m. All right. So I, I think you did. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Don't show up at p.m. <laughs> um, and there uh, you ha- you'll have an opportunity to hear the candidates speak uh, for themselves and hopefully hopefully the questions that you have are the questions are shared uh, and I would not be surprised if those issues are shared by somebody else. No question about it. I mean, the the, the problems they're the same. They they may be articulated differently, mm-hmm. particularly depending on your 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 perspective. One as an employer, how am I going to offer this service? And as an employee, how am I going to get this service? But in essence, the issue is the same: affordable health care coverage. Okay. This is the issue that needs to be addressed and answered by those who purport they want to lead us for the next four years. Yes, inshallah. All right. Well, we thank you for coming in to talk with us about it. Well, I appreciate it and appreciate that, that getting a chance to, for your, your listening audience to hear this. Hopefully we would encourage all of them to come out uh, to hear what has to be said because we – it's an opportunity to hear from the candidates themselves, not to rely on what a newspaper article or any how anybody opinionizes what they have to say. Hear for yourself what the candidates have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Radio Slam family. Uh, as I said earlier, this hour goes by very quickly. So we look forward to tomorrow night. Tomorrow we're going to have a conversation with uh, with author, uh, scholar, Jordan Denari Duffner. Uh, she has a book which is amazing in terms of its uh, interfaith dialogue uh, implications. And, uh, yeah, so we'll have her on tomorrow. Join us for that conversation, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, so tonight's show was brought to you. Who was it brought by? We don't even know. Uh, it's okay. We don't have to know. But I'll tell you. <laughs> Ibrahim was like, what? No, but what we will tell you is that we thank our engineers over at WCEV. Ramon, thank you very much, sir, for making sure we come come through nice and clear. Our engineer in studio, as always, the impressive one, Ibrahim Baig. Uh, I am your host and producer, Tariq Alamine. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. The views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and are to be taken as representative of Sound Vision, Inc. Inshallah, with God's permission, we will talk with you tomorrow. Radio Islam family, I'm going to leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.